He is risen. He is risen indeed. I'm Bryce Feitner, pastor at Green Street United Methodist Church in Hastings, Michigan. And I'm so glad that you're joining us for the radio portion of our worship today on Easter morning. WBCH Radio 101.1 FM is sponsoring this, and we thank them for that. Joining me here after I'm done speaking will be Linnea Stifler, pastor at Emmanuel Episcopal Church here in town. And then following her will be Kim Metzer, pastor at Hope United Methodist Church here in Hastings. And I hope you'll stay with us for this entire hour-long radio broadcast. He is risen. He is risen indeed. So on this Easter morning, many folks have uh, been lamenting the fact that we can't worship in person. And I have been missing church too. Not only the people, especially the people, but the folks. um, Many folks have told me that they miss our worship space, particularly our stained glass windows. And so today I'm going to focus on one of them. Someone recently told me they wanted me to preach on the stained glass windows. And so uh, guess what? This may be the first installment. So those of you with visual means will see a slide here in just a moment. So this stained glass window you're seeing is a resurrection or an Easter morning scene. And you might expect the scriptural reference at the bottom of the window would be one of the typical gospel Easter morning accounts, but it is not. In fact, the reference is from John chapter 11, and it says, I am the resurrection. And so that text, John, the Gospel, the Gospel of John, chapter 11, is going to be the basis for my message this morning, which is God works best in the darkest moments. Let us pray. Holy and gracious God, we ask your blessing upon this unworthy speaker that I might Bring a word of comfort to all those who are feeling afflicted in this moment. Give us your grace. Give us the resurrection that we need. In Jesus' name, amen. This passage from John chapter 11, verses 1 through 45 is a long one, and so I'm not going to read it in its entirety. I will read most of it as I'm sharing this word with you. And so if you want to have your Bibles open, John 11, verses 1 through 45. I'm not sure what the hardest thing in your life to deal with is. Some have said this moment we're in with the coronavirus event is the hardest thing they've ever had to deal with. Perhaps that's what it is for you. (coughs) But I know this, that for me, the hardest moments are those times when God doesn't answer my prayers, at least in the way I think he should, but more often when God takes his own sweet time responding or granting me the miracle that I need in my life. Such it is with this story of the death and the resurrection of Lazarus. 
So John chapter 11, he starts out this story by saying, Now a certain man was sick, Lazarus of Bethany, the village of Mary and her sister Martha. It was Mary who anointed the Lord with ointment and wiped his feet with her hair, whose brother Lazarus was sick. So the sister sent to him, saying, Lord, he whom you love is sick. And when the message reached Jesus, this was his amazing response. Well, this sickness is not unto death, but it's for the glory of God, so that the Son of God may be glorified by means of it. And even more incredible, if you think about the timeline in this story, is the fact that, well, Lazarus was already dead when the message reached Jesus. It took two days for that messenger to get to Jordan. So when Jesus returned to Bethany, Lazarus had now been dead for four days. Four days. And so it's hard for us to believe that Jesus didn't know that his friend was sick and dying, being the divine mind that he is. But Jesus indicates that this was so that God could do something even better. The sisters wanted a healing for their brother, but God had something bigger in mind. Remember, God does his best work in the darkest moments. And so Jesus responded in verse 4, the sickness is not unto death. And then in verses 5 and 6, we get... Even more of a shock. Now, Jesus loved Martha and her sister and Lazarus. So when he heard that Lazarus was sick, he stayed two days longer. He stayed two days longer. Can you imagine that? Martha loved Jesus. Jesus loved her. Mary loved Jesus. Jesus loved her. Jesus loved Lazarus. They were good friends. It wasn't a question of Love and friendship and devotion, this had nothing to do with why Jesus delayed. He had good reason, as hard as it is for us to accept. He still has good reason whenever we are delayed in getting that resurrection or that miracle in our lives that we need. He is risen. He is risen indeed. Some might say from the strictly human point of view that Well, if Jesus knew that Lazarus was already dead, what would the rush be? But really, he had a much greater purpose in mind. Remember, his friends' hearts were breaking. They were breaking. Why? Why would he stay two days longer? It doesn't seem to make any sense, does it? I am gradually learning in my life that when God delays, there's good reason because he wants to give us something better than we could have imagined, because God does his best work in the darkest moments of our lives. Skipping on down to verse 23, when Jesus does finally come, and Martha and Mary greet him, Jesus says in verse 23, your brother will rise again. He's going to rise again. No sweat. Relax. And Martha says, yes, I know, yeah, I know. He will rise again on the last day. On the last day, not today, but on the last day. 
You see, Martha was expressing that typical Pharisaic belief that we sleep in our graves until one day when perhaps the end of the world judgment occurs and then we are risen to meet our God. She said, yeah, I know. He'll rise again on the last day, but that doesn't help me now. But still she expressed belief that Christ could do these things. She said, even now, whatever you ask of God, God will give it to you. Even now. Even now. You see, Martha's faith is a faith in the future. In the future resurrection. And so many of us have that kind of a faith, don't we? We have a faith that in the future, God's going to do a miracle in our life. But what God wants to do is something today. You see, Jesus responded with that phrase at the bottom of our stained glass window. He says, now, you don't get it. It's not that you will see a resurrection someday. He says, I am the resurrection. That's who I am. That's my very being. I can give you new life right now. Just as I will show you, I can do that by raising your brother physically. And so then we come to the actual miracle portion of the passage. We get to the point where Jesus says, take away the stone. (laughs) Take away the stone. And Martha, the sister of the dead man, said to Jesus, Lord, by this time there will be an odor. He's going to stink. I should have read from the King James Version today because I love that passage in the King James. It says something like, he stinketh. He's been dead for four days. He stinketh. And yet Jesus is still going to resurrect him. You know, there may be something in your life this morning that stinketh. It has been dead for a long time. It's been so dead that it even makes you sick and it even makes you stink to yourself. And that's bad when you stink to yourself. I don't know what it is. But whatever it is, God can give you that miracle to resurrect it to bring that stinking thing back to life. Amen. And then Jesus prayed. He prayed for the folks who were standing there for the benefit of those folks hearing that. And then verse 43, he cried in a loud voice, Lazarus, come out. The dead man came out his hands and feet bound with bandages, and his face wrapped with a cloth. And Jesus said to him, Unbind him and let him go. Jesus had a resurrection planned. When all the sisters wanted was a healing, and perhaps a resurrection at some day in the future, Jesus said, I am the resurrection. I am the life. And that starts right here and right now. What does this miracle story mean to you on this Easter morning? This Easter morning when many of us are looking for a miracle.
Well, I'll tell you what it means to me. It means that Jesus is the great I am. I am the resurrection, one of many I am statements in the Gospel of John. And my personal testimony is that Jesus is the great I am. I am that I am. God incarnate in the flesh, and he proved that not only by raising Lazarus from the dead, but by raising himself from the dead on Easter morning. I am, I am. And my personal testimony to that is a song I wrote called I Am, I Am. And the chorus goes like this. I am the one who calmed the waters by the sea. I am the one who conquered death eternally. I am the only one to leave an empty grave. I've told you who I am. And I said it plain. I am, I am. Listen to this song. Feel free to sing along to the words on the screen for those of you who have visual. Have a blessed Easter. Amen. land, much like you and me, changed the lives of many men and altered history. Prophecy or charlatan, no, just a man of love. No one seems to know just who he was. can't define him, he's beyond their comprehension, labels can't confine him to behave the way you want him, no earthly explanation satisfies the things he did, yet people still refuse the words he said.
Yet people still refuse the words he said I am the one who calmed the waters by the sea I am the one who conquered death eternally I am the only one to leave an empty grave I've told you who I am and said it plain I am I am I've told 